Well, you guys, we are in James, and uh, we're in chapter 5, verse 12. And by the way, we do have a study guide here in the back, also free, just like the church app. If you want to pick it up, uh, they're right back here, and there's an opportunity for you to be taking notes on Sundays, and then there's some scriptures to be meditating on, so feel free to grab one of those uh, now or on your way out if you don't have one. I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture now. But above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. This is James saying, above all, which is pretty strong because James has just been telling us that faith without works is dead, not to boast in anything except for the Lord. I mean, James is just bringing, like I said, he's, he's our coach at halftime and he's saying, we're going to win this game, guys, but let's not forget who we are and where we're going and who our God is. And so he's bringing a lot of fantastic insight from Christ's teachings to the church, which is us, on how to live and to be overcomers and powerful. And, he's, and he's, he's sharing a lot of important things. And then he uses these words, but above all, which would mean above all, <laughs> emphasis on, above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath. Let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation. What a, I, I feel like it's, that, that seems strange to me that with everything that he's sharing, that this is the above all. Above all, make sure that you don't swear. Don't be taking oaths over stuff. Don't be using your, your tongue to make oaths and swear. That is some strong language. Well, let me read you another scripture, and then we'll kind of unpack this together. I just want to share a couple of thoughts here. And um, let's go with the words of Jesus, Matthew 5, verse 33 through 37, because that's who James is actually quoting. James is quoting Jesus, and Jesus says this, Again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And don't take an oath by your head, for you can't even make one hair white or black, or I'm going to add, stay on your head. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Let's go with context with what Jesus is saying, because James is quoting Jesus, and Jesus is, you know, Jesus. That was, really? He's awesome. <laughs> that was funny in my, in my head. It was going to be funny. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Jesus is in the middle of teaching, and, and he's bringing this word, and it says, with authority, not like the teachers of the law, but with authority. And in this section of scripture, in Matthew 5, Jesus is teaching, and he's saying things like, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I tell you, don't even look at a woman with lust in your eyes, because your heart is already committing adultery. You've heard it said, don't call other people stupid, or else you might have to go in front of the, the, the courts to be judged for what you said. I'm telling you, if you think it in your heart and call them stupid, you're in danger of hellfire. If you're angry with your brother without cause, murder's already in your heart. What's the point? Jesus is actually talking to us about the intentions of our heart. He's going into the intentions of our heart and saying, you have to actually be born again. 
You have to actually own where every evil thing comes from. It comes out of your heart. And unless you're born again, and I'm in your heart, your heart's just going to keep lying to you. And you're going to use the laws like, well, technically, I haven't done this. And he's like, no, technically, you're already going that direction. Your trajectory, if you're in this place, if your heart is evil, your actions will eventually be evil. And he's going all the way to the source of it and saying what? That we need a savior, that we have to be saved from the sin nature. Now, those of us that are born again, we are saved from the sin nature. Did you know that you're inclined to be righteous now because Christ is in you? When you, when you act selfishly or with anger or with jealousy or any of these things, it actually grieves your heart. It's unnatural for you. Before we were saved, it was very natural. We just justified it. But Jesus is going to the heart of this, and he says, you've heard it said, this is the standard. But I tell you, the standard is even deeper than that. I'm going to the root of what's actually going on in your heart and that's what that law is speaking to. Are you guys tracking with me? And so what is he talking about when he says, I'm going to read it again, you've heard that it was said of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform what the Lord, or I'm sorry, but shall perform to the Lord what you've sworn. So you've heard it said, make sure when you swear, don't do it falsely. You have to do what you said you would do. And he says, but I say to you, don't swear at all, either by heaven for it's the throne of God, of the earth, and he goes on and on. He says, verse 37, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So James is reminding us of what Jesus has said. Don't use your tongue to swear about things because you will fall under condemnation. Don't use your mouth to swear to things because it will bring you into, Jesus calls it, evil. Doing more than saying yes or no brings you into evil. What an interesting thing. Well, let's first of all, let's look at what James is saying. Well, one, he's saying that your words shape your world. You guys know that we were created when God spoke and that we also have life and death in our mouth and we can create life or we can create death. So what we say matters. And so this is key. So what I'm saying, and Jesus keeps saying, whatever comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. So whatever's in your heart, your mouth tells on you. So he's saying, okay, I want to go to your heart and I want to make sure that you don't use your tongue and condemn yourself through what you say. So there's a clue. Okay, what I'm saying shapes my world. Now there's a couple things that's interesting. Let's look at this with oaths. Number one, when I speak something and I say to you, well, let me, let me share a story. Let me unpack it this way. I think, I think uh, you guys look a little bewildered. Are you a little bewildered? It's okay, you can be honest. I was playing, um, I was playing Texas Hold'em uh, with some friends, some colleagues that I worked with before I was here at Christ Center, and I was invited over to play Texas Hold'em. And very early in the game, then I, I, I was all, I went all in. So I'm like, I'm all in. And the girl looks at me and she goes, really? And I go, yeah, I'm serious. And she's like, call. And totally, like, I was totally bluffing. And first of all, I'm a horrible card player, so just... I'm terrible at it. My face says everything. But you know what really tipped it? 
when I added a little something to convince her, like, no, I'm serious, I'm all in. And then she knew, like, well, if you're all in and you're so confident, why are you adding words to convince me of your confidence? And she rightfully called my bluff because she could see that I was trying to use my words to leverage getting her to be convinced that I was really confident. No, no, but I'm really, really confident. Yeah, now, now I know you're not. Why? Because you're using your words for leverage. Are you guys with me? And there's an aspect of swearing of adding words to what we're saying rather than just saying yes or no. I'm adding words and not just any words. I'm adding God's name to what I'm saying. And Jesus says, actually, that's evil. It's evil. When you're adding my name to that thing, instead of just saying yes or no, and you drag me into it, you're using my name as leverage. Say out your amen. Are you guys feeling that? And it's very sneaky. It's very sneaky. Let me share another story with you. Because, well, I'm going to share the story. Let me say two, a couple of thoughts and then let me share the story. When we do this, what it does is, first of all, it shapes our own expectations. How many of you guys have ever deceived yourself? How many of you have ever just like wanted something so bad that you found some scriptures that aligned with what you already wanted and you're like, man, if I pop this in right here, I kind of think it's God's will that I have this thing now. Like, oh my goodness, that, okay, this also, yes. And then, oh, so-and-so just said that thing and that. And you end up, you end up honestly turning it into a God said thing when really it's just a I would desire thing. Do you desire that? Yes, and I swear that God wants me to have it. Whoa, that's where you went wrong. That's where you went wrong. He may want you to have it, but there's a different posture that we're called to take. We're not called to use leverage. And so we leverage, first of all, our own expectations. God is going to do it this way, and we sign his name to it. And then what happens when it doesn't happen? God, you promised, and he's like... I wasn't even invited into that conversation by you, buddy. You scriptured me about that conversation. How many of you guys have scriptured God? You don't have to raise your hands. You didn't, you guilty sweethearts. We, we do, we, we can turn it into leverage, but the other thing that we can do is we can actually end up creating expectations in other people based on using leverage. Um, I, I, does that make sense? So suddenly then, in fact, now, now I'll tell my story. Um, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, the joy, by the way, of being a, a pastor is that you get to just get up and share like a whole bunch of ways not to do it. And then if you guys are wise, then you'll just learn from it and not try it yourself that way. So I just get to share all of my mistakes and failures and sins, and hopefully it'll be helpful for you. Um, without you having to repeat. But here's, here's the story. At one point, I was, uh, I was actually auditing a class in uh, Chico, California. Um, it was a YWAM class, and, uh, and Chris Vallotton was there, and he was teaching. And he was talking about a particular student in his school whom 
pretty much every other sentence, this student would always be saying, well, God said this, and God said that, and then God said this, and God said that. And uh, so every time that you'd be learning or working on a, on a concept, this student would say, well, God told me that I'm supposed to do this, or like, well, God told me to tell you this, and whatever. And Chris just said, listen, I'm gonna call him, I'm gonna call him Steve, not his real name. Steve, I wanna tell you something. I love you, but you are insecure, you don't want to be challenged, and so you keep adding God said to everything that you're saying because you don't want to be challenged and work this through. And so you add God said, and that helps you feel purposeful and confident, but it also means other people can't argue or question what you're saying because then they're either saying that you're crazy or God's crazy or they're arguing with God. So for the rest of this course, for the rest of the few months together, I don't want you to use those words God said. Pretty good story, right? I'm listening to this story as I'm auditing the class and the Holy Spirit just touches me, just touches me and goes, Joshua, this is you. And I, I melted. If you guys have ever seen me cry, it is, I am not a pretty crier. I mean, few are, but I'm like golem when I cry. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I melt into this pool of bubbly snot on the, like, on the table, like, seriously, some of the other students, or not the students, but the, the facilitating teacher was like, do you want us to get him out of here? And Chris was like, no, it's all right, God's doing something. I was such a distraction. I wept for, like, 45 minutes, which, if you've wept, bubbly snot weeping, 45 minutes is a long, it's like an Olympic amount of time. <laughs> my ribs hurt, my stomach hurt, my eyes hurt. I had, like, frog eyes, they were just, fro anyway, what's the point? The point was that I was in the habit of swearing by the name of God because I was insecure and because I wanted people to hear what I was saying and I didn't want to be challenged. And the worst part is, or not the worst, but praise be to God, the hardest part is, yes, worst. I'll go with worst. Why am I defending myself? I didn't even know it. I didn't know that I was, in essence, swearing by the name of God about the things that I was saying. So rather than saying, it seems good to me that we might do this, I would say, I feel like God's saying we should do this. It's a whole different thing, isn't it? Now, in our day and age, by the way, Jesus taught in the New Testament when he was, well, before they, they wrote down the New Testament. As Jesus was teaching, and it's captured in the New Testament, we as the church have been obeying, not taking oaths. Why? Because Jesus said, stop doing it. Mystery solved. That's why we don't do it. You just don't hear people very often going, I'm taking an oath for the next thus and so thing, and by this amount of time, then I will finish my oath. We're not in the habit of doing it that way because Jesus said, don't do it. However, the heart issue that he's speaking to, we actually do take oaths still. There's still a temptation to swear by the name of God, although we don't do it formally. We do it informally, but just as, but can do it just as destructively. Whew. Why was that such a hard sentence to make out of my pie hole? Are you guys tracking with me? Because our hearts, our hearts are seeking an outcome. And so therefore we add words to try to leverage that outcome. And that is in essence what we do when we swear by the name of God. I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine, and we like to joke around a lot. And so he said, Pastor, tell me, 
is it okay if I gamble as long as I give a 25% tithe? We all know a tithe means 10%, but if I gamble and I give 25% of the winnings, would that then be okay with the Lord? And of course I said, yes, of course. It's actually 35%, but he's totally good with it. And the more you give, the more that he will make sure you win. No, that's heresy. But the point stands that we have a tendency to try to manipulate our own self, manipulate other people, and then, come on, who's next? Manipulate God. God, I swear, if you will make this lottery ticket a winner and you give me a million dollars, Lord, I'll give away 500,000 to the orphans. It's all his money anyway. Do you think, oh dear one, (laughs) I'm loving on Ed right now, dear ones, that he needs your money? It's all his stuff. So what am I really doing? I'm trying to leverage God. We can go the other direction, by the way. When I was a a young man, and as young men do, dealing with the pressures and and hormonal temptations of young men, and I I was like, Lord God, if I give in to these lustful things again, Lord, I swear you can give me cancer. Let's go the other direction. I swear unto the Lord. I know, what a horrible thing, by the way. It is evil. Can you imagine if God took me up on that oath? Lord, I will never do this again. And if I do, you can give me cancer. I mean, that doesn't even, I don't even have time to go into how horribly that reflects on what I thought about God. As though he has cancer to give. It's not from him. But then, what am I doing? I'm actually trying to leverage myself by making an oath to God. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm trying to scare myself out of some behaviors that I didn't want to engage in. And then I invoke his name to punish me with evil if I don't straighten up. Now, you guys might not have been in, as intense as me, but how many of you can, can, what is the word? You know, where you understand it and I understand it. and Thank you, relate. There it is. I swear I slept last night actually very well. How many of you can relate with that? And again, what is this? This is swearing an oath. This is taking the Lord's name and adding it to something, a desired outcome that I have, and I'm adding his name to it to leverage either myself, others, or God. Do you see that? And Jesus says all such things like this are evil. And in fact... Uh, earlier in James, in uh, James 4, 15 through 17, when he's talking about boasting, this is in that same vein, is that I'm seeking a certain outcome, but the, um, you can bring that one up if you don't mind, but, but what the Lord is saying is, here's the posture that we're called to, to have. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, because anything beyond that is actually evil. Something is cooking inside of your heart. And, and I love, um, uh, what I want to bring up is uh, James 4, 15 and 17. Uh, 15 through 17. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, the posture of our heart is that actually he is the Lord and I am not. And he loves me and I am seeking to follow his will and his way. 
and the, and the posture that I have is uh, where he says, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Same thing. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. In other words, just do the thing that, that you believe God is calling you to do, but you don't have to add his name to it to leverage it. And in fact, even when we're, because we do hear the voice of the Lord, guys. We're just going to have to admit it. Just admit it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I hear the voice of the Lord. You just do. You, you might not even recognize it yet, but you do hear the voice of the Lord. So it is not illegal for you to say, I feel like the Lord is saying something to me. That is normal. It says, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. You're, you're not supposed to be repeating this to your neighbor still. <laughs> and then he's supposed to say, and that's just, okay. I'm glad Zachy's here. Does he not have the best laugh, like, ever? Do it again, Zach. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put any pressure on you. We, we are going to share that we do hear God's voice. So that's not illegal. But the posture of our heart so that our yes can be yes and our no can be no without adding leverage is to say, I believe that the Lord's directing me this way. So God willing, I'm going to go this direction. It's a completely different posture than to say, I heard God and I'm going to do this. Now, now, I'm, now I'm actually, honestly, I'm taking an oath. Now I am, I'm taking an oath. I heard God, and that's, that's all there is to it. Listen, you can be confident that you hear the Lord, but then we humble ourselves and say, okay, so, God willing, it's gonna work out like this. But if it doesn't, then let God tell the truth and let every man be a liar. When it doesn't go the way that I thought that it would, I haven't set you up that now you have to make a decision whether or not God keeps his word. I didn't use leverage on you. So now the testimony is, you know, God heals every time. What happens for those things that were just talked about? Aunt Patty is present with the Lord. We prayed for her with faith. The same faith that we saw heal this other man. But, but, what we, but what we say is this. God's will is that we all have eternal life and we will be healed. Either here or there. But I'm not going to, I don't have to swear to you. And then when that situation doesn't go the way that I had hoped, now suddenly I took an oath in his name. And gave him a black eye. Now, he can handle it. He's the Lord. But I have set you up by trying to manipulate and leverage in a way that he's like, I'm not, Jesus said, don't do that. Don't do that. The Bible says, go heal the sick. So we just keep doing our level best to heal the sick. And we'll let him answer for himself in due time based on the character that this is the one who gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the God we're dealing with. So we can handle some momentary mystery. Are you guys with me? I, I only bring up the sickness thing because I think it's, you know, germane to this day's testimony. But it's a big one for us, isn't it? And how many times have we seen people, in essence, add an oath to being obedient and then ended up causing other people to stumble because we presented God in a way that he's going, hey, whoa, I told you to be faithful. I said, keep knocking and asking, but will I find faith when I come? 
Think about all the problems that we come up with because we're trying to give an answer in an area that God is not yet answering. And, th- and that's, uh, that's that same spirit. Are you guys, can you receive this? So, here's the question for us. The time that, w- that you're gonna spend this week as you're, um, as you're meditating in the guide that we gave you is are there areas, I'm gonna roughly uh, summarize here, are there areas in my life where I'm using my words to manipulate others or God or myself? Are there areas where I'm taking, I'm swearing by God's name, I'm adding his name, I'm leveraging with my words? May the Lord show that to us because our yes is to be yes and our no is to be no. And there's such freedom in that. There's such freedom to just be humble and say things like, man, God willing, this will be the outcome of this situation. And, 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 I, and I'll share with you, I, I really do think, I, I really do think I feel like the Lord's gonna touch this thing. But like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, we say, O king, our God is able to deliver us out of your hand. And we will not bow to this golden statue before us. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't deliver us out of your hand, we're still not bowing to the statue because our trust is in him. They didn't make an oath. Our God will deliver us out of your hand. They said, he is able, but even if he doesn't, <laughs> he's still God. And that's, that's the posture that we're invited into. So above all, brothers and sisters, don't swear. Don't take oaths. Don't use God's name for leverage. That's evil. Let's keep our trust in him. And let's let our yes be yes and our no be no. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he be favorable to you, pouring out favor on you. And may he give you and us together shalom. Love you guys.